This FPL season has definitely been go, go, go. A nonstop hustle all the time. Matches, deadlines, unexpected blank and double game weeks, on top of everything the real world has had in store. Sometimes you need a moment to turn off and hit reset. That's when you reach for Coors Light. It's made to chill. For me personally, supporting Fulham during this last year has been a true roller coaster ride. Honestly, when that Adama Traore goal flew past Areola in the 92nd minute of game week 31, the only thing that saved my mental state, the only thing that calmed my nerves, was cracking open a Coors Light. There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. The mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when your beer is cold. That way, you always know when it's time to chill. When you need to hit reset, just open a Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment made to chill. And listen, everyone, summer is pretty much here. It's about to get hot in New York. An ice-cold Coors Light is such a perfect way for me to beat that summertime heat. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light and the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And as always, celebrate. Hail cheaters, and welcome to the Always Cheating Fantasy Premier League Podcast. My name is Josh, and I'm here with, I believe your name is, I actually can't spell it. I, I can I can, I can can see it on the screen here, but I can't actually pronounce it. Can you I, have a, I have a very easy way for you to remember my name, Josh. Uh, and uh, you, you know this, but I think the fans of Always Cheating will appreciate this. So uh, when I was in high school, I played on the varsity soccer team, but I was uh, what you would refer to as a bench warmer. Uh, you know, it's sort of a put-me-in coach. And occasionally the coach would put me in, and there were these two girls that sat at the, the scorer's table, right? They'd sort of flip over the little sign whenever somebody scored a goal um, or keep track of whoever was getting, uh, you know, uh, disciplined. So I'd come up to the scorer's table to go in, and uh, yes, uh, everyone listening, my name is Brandon, and the <laughs> girls at the scoring table would cheer my name, and they would say, B B B R A B R A N D O N beat them, Brandon. <laughs> That's pretty good. Do they have one for every player? Uh, you know, it was all about me, Josh. I think <laughs> I was I was the real fan favorite. Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, <laughs> same. The same is true in the Always Cheating podcast. Brandon. I was I was the Andy King. Of Grand Ledge <laughs> High School soccer, you had one moment. I had one Remember shining Andy moment. King had like a goal and assist in week thirty or something this year. Yes, yeah. um, hey, hey, he's going to get that winner's medal, and he's going to dine out on that thing for the rest of his life. That's right. Uh, all right, Brandon. So this is the uh, Always Cheating Fantasy Premier League podcast. Uh, we eventually talk about the Fantasy Premier League on here, and we talk about. Uh, uh, other stuff too uh, when we get bored. Uh, so <laughs> I like to uh, reminisce. <laughs> so uh, we're uh, game week thirty-five. Uh, not not a very exciting game week. Well, it was uh, just super anticlimactic after what was the most epic game week of all time. Truly lived up to the hype. Um, 
ended on a on a bit of a sour note for me um, on a personal level, but um, but, a, but a very exciting note. And so, yeah, had, so much has happened since our last episode because the last episode that we recorded, we were midway through that game week, and you were riding high on Triple Captain and Aguero. Right. Um, it was a master stroke. And I I remember just being kind of a dick to you when you suggested that Alexis Sanchez might even (laughs) score a goal. Um, That was me being a little superstitious probably in the end. But uh, yeah, yeah, we we even it out. Yeah, in the end, if you had had Sanchez and you had Aguero, uh, it was a pretty phenomenal week for you. Um, I finished with, I I think, I don't actually have it handy. I think it was something like a hundred and... Uh, 144 points. Does that sound about right? How many? How many did you finish with? Wait, you had more than that because I think I finished with 144. Okay, maybe I had 164. 100. You were in the you were in the 160s. Like Hold on, I, I'm pulling up my score right now because uh, because all the cheaters out there they they really want to know. Yeah, so I finished 144, mm-hmm. and I guess I net 140 because I took a transfer hit yeah. to uh, to. Who, to get who in? Oh, I think Eric Dyer. <laughs> yeah, and I finished with one. I think it was one sixty four. I also took a four point hit uh, to bring in uh, Anthony Martial, which is a complete joke, and uh, and Payet, who uh, I ended up picking up six points across two games, which is obviously pretty disappointing. Uh, you know, it's like the best laid plans and all that. I mean, there was certainly a time there where I was thinking about um, Andy Carroll was someone I I like more than. I, I, you know, like it's sort of the, the the joke all year is like, hey, why not Andy Carroll? But there was a moment uh, in the lead up to game week thirty four. I was like, yeah, that was his moment. Let's just that go with Andy time. Carroll. Uh, so yeah, it worked out. I mean, in the end, it was a good week for me. But My those are two rank. players. I mean, I'm, we're, we're recapping now, but you're talking yeah. about bringing in Martial and Payet, even though it didn't totally work out for you. You must be happy to have them looking at game week thirty seven. Yeah, but I, I had to drop Pyatt. I needed I needed players for this game week. I I had to oh. bring in Harry, the explosive goal scorer Harry Kane. Uh, for uh, right, so really this whole yeah. So game week thirty four. Like let's let's put that a little bit in the rearview mirror because it was a huge game week. But but at this point, there's a, there's a whole other game week coming up, and people are already thinking about game week thirty six. So let's not. We, get, we've not already get moved on. Up. It's done. We, and we already talked about it mostly on the uh, on the last podcast. Uh, but the Jamie Vardy uh, red card really, really messed me up in the end because it just it forced me to to really rearrange my team because uh, I needed I needed at least at least a striker for this game week. Right. Yes, because um, you're so short of players with all these blanks. It was less. It was less that Vardy was going to miss one or two weeks, and more that you just needed to field a full team. And I really went back and forth on uh, on who I was going to. Um, so, so you know, it was, it was actually so we we talk about team value a lot on this podcast, and I sort of I often dismiss team value. Um, it's not that, it's not that I dismiss it; I just don't think it's as important as people make it out to be. Um, and if anything, having limited team value can sometimes force you into a position to make a more creative choice than the than the template player. Mm-hmm. Um, you're, always, all, you're always railing against the rich man, Josh. <laughs> yeah, yeah my, my, this is the the Bernie Sanders sponsored podcast <laughs> this game week. Uh, so I um, but it wasn't really until game week 35 that that my my team value, which which has stunk all year, you know, partially because I got on. Jamie Vardy late, partially because I held on to Eden Hazard too long. Just you know, all all the mistakes of the first you know eight weeks of the season have actually like have like 
like hung around, you know, ever since. And um, so I really had, a, I was very limited in my options. And I had a moment where I could have brought in uh, Defoe and um, I kind of wanted to do that. And, you know, in the end, I brought in uh, Josh King for, I, I was very, I, f- I felt very uninspired by my move, but I, I brought in Josh King and um, and Harry Were King. you, now be honest, were you motivated at all by the fantasy football scout picks by uh, and Josh King? No, do they do they pick him for this game week? They did put him in their team. Uh, what, I mean, explain this to me. So last week, last week's pod, you were saying you were really keen on bringing in a Bournemouth defender. It seems like you really just were zeroing in on Bournemouth for some reason. I don't really. Well, okay. So the Bournemouth, def- it was all dependent on Jamie Vardy not getting a red card, basically. Yeah, right. Uh, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. So once he was gone, my whole the, I was actually going to go. I was going to go five at the back with a Bournemouth defender. Um, okay. And, you know, because basically because I didn't have enough money to bring in. I was planning for Game Week 30. It's all very complicated. It's harder okay. than, like, all right. spit all my head now. But basically the idea was if I brought in a Bournemouth defender, I was I was best prepared for the bench boost in Game Week 37. And I would have had enough attacking players elsewhere. I mean, who knew that, you know, that Sacco was suddenly going to, you know, <laughs> come down with uh, with drug claims wow. like minutes after the um, the game week transfer window expired. Like that was that was fantastic to wake up to. Like that that couldn't have broken. Uh, it was Friday night al- almost or Saturday almost morning. by design. Almost by design. Just it to was. screw with fantasy managers. I know it was so so frustrating. And the the funny thing is, I don't even regret bringing him in. I mean, you know, I I mean, I have to trust him out now. But I, I picked up fifteen points from him in the game yeah. week. Yeah, uh, you know it's about as much as you get from any defender in that double game week. So, uh, yeah, it's one. Know. It's one of those. It's one of those uh, quote blunders that you can't blame yourself for because if this drug thing doesn't come up, he's a ama- an amazing pickup on top of the fifteen points. He's probably the one of the more nailed on defenders in that back line. Yeah, um, especially with Colotori not not very good. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say right. I was going to say not healthy but just not good in general. <laughs> yeah. Just generally his health is uh poor. Uh blood pressure is uh, really really terrible. <laughs> but yeah, going into that double, so it's just it's I I so playing against you head to head all season, I saw you suffer all you you'd refer to it always as your snake bitten season and then you had this incredible like month and a half long run where you you were just you were getting all the breaks. I mean, you were making some really good transfers. But you were getting all the breaks and scoring some great points. And then the Sacco and Vardy thing happened in quick succession to sort of bring you back down to that uh, sort of snake that snake bitten level that you'd been suffering the rest of the season. <laughs> oh, whatever. You know, it's it's all it's all it's all done now. It's all it's all. Yeah, it was game, Game of Thrones esque sort of hero falling. But this is something that I, I you know, so one of the calls when, when I, you know, when I put out the call to action on uh, Twitter and Facebook, people that you know send us questions or comments or whatever. The other thing I added was, you know, three weeks left in the season. What are you playing for? You know, like what's what's left <laughs> to care about? And this is really what happened to me this week. You know, I lost. Uh, I, I've officially lost the fifty buck cup. Uh, put myself yeah. in too big of yeah, a buddy. hole that even. Even winning five of the last six game weeks, I uh, I couldn't come back. Uh, I could still overtake you in the overall points uh, for what that's worth. Cer- certainly possible. You could Cer- taint you could taint my victory. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, it's sort of it's sort of like Arsenal and Tottenham. Like I never want to finish behind you in the overall. Yeah, standings. sure, sure. <laughs> Even if we both end up finishing like ranked 
750,000 in the world. (laughs) So long as you're 749,000. We were talking about, uh, yeah, I mean, the the nice thing about that that huge double game week is my, my, you know, my overall ranking, you know, which I've been climbing to begin with is now, you know, hovering around the top 100K and it's like, all right, like, it's not fantastic or anything, but... You know, like when you look back on like a couple years from now, you're not going to be like, you know, it's not going to look that ugly. You know, it's not going to be this yeah. huge black mark on, on my uh, my run. So, how uh, exactly did you do in Game Week 35? Well, how many points did you score, and who didn't play? Uh, I scored. Uh, I scored 38 points, uh, which is a point below the average. I guess it took a four point hit, so I guess it was more like 34 points. Uh, I had uh, nine players that started, uh, despite me. Um, Making a, a very like like I was really really like arguing heavily that people should be Captain Mares this game week. I was saying that like he was he was going to score, he was going to come through. That like Mares was the pick, yeah. uh, and he would have been my he was my highest scoring player. I did not Captain Mares. I went the coward's way and, and Captain <laughs> Harry Kane. Uh, it wouldn't have made a difference in our head to head, but I would have picked up yeah. uh, I guess seven more points if I'd done that. Yeah, so, every bit uh, helps. Every bit helps. So, yeah, a really disappointing game week. It was not a fun game week to watch at all. I mean, the Saco news broke in the morning. Uh, Firmino, King, uh, you know, Minulay, like no one performed on Saturday for me. I was actually at a conference. So it was actually like on one level it was good because I was actually I was slightly busy. But also it, the the conference is pretty quiet in the morning. So yeah. I hear I'm just updating Twitter, just like pulling that little <laughs> – Pulling that little arrow down, you know, trying to get more information. Yeah. Oh, uh, and if, good. For, the, for those of you who follow the always cheating um, Twitter feed, at Hail Cheaters, I can pinpoint the exact moment at which Josh uh, conceded defeat in our head-to-head 50-buck cup. And he sent out a tweet when Shane Long scores uh, the first Southampton goal. You you sent out a you you basically subtweeted Julian Lescott <laughs> and uh, said, "Oh, the pressure's off now, isn't it, Julian?" And uh, I, I, I think it was hear- more like glad, glad to see Aston Villa doing so well now that the, now that the pressure is off. Yeah, yeah, and and that was the point at which you knew it was all over because, I mean, if I followed the trend, my recent trend of just uh, who's playing Aston Villa, I've been following Aston Villa around recently. That's how I ended up getting Simon Francis in. Who you flew out there for a while, right? You were in England following them around, like like the Grateful yeah. Dead. <laughs> yeah, me and Tom Hanks, noted Aston Villa fan. Tom Hanks, just <laughs> just uh, who have you? Did you see these headlines today that Tom Hanks reportedly put money down on Leicester? Winning the title this year? No, I, I didn't actually. You know, it's interesting because he's on he's on uh, the NPR show Fresh Air today, and he's, uh, wonder, he's, he's, clear, he's clearly that. doing anything he can to uh, get himself out in the headlines to to um, highlight what is meant to be a really terrible movie, Hologram for the King, that just came out. I know, and you know, I actually read that, and that's book. not that's <laughs> not that's not Josh King, born in his own Josh King. It's a Hologram <laughs> for a Hologram for, for an actual King. noble king. I know the book is actually pretty good uh, as an aside, uh, but the movie does look terrible. It had that, that awful voiceover where it was like, "Sometimes you've got to go halfway across the world to discover who you really are." <laughs> and it was one of those like dumb, you know. Yeah. I don't know. Aphorisms. All right, maybe maybe that could be because we're talking about me branching out with my FPL team name next year. Maybe I could be a hologram for Joshua King. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so Simon Francis came through for me with another uh, wild, miraculous assist where he should have got zero points. He ends up with three. But it was really Shane Long who got 12 points against uh, a, a garbage Villa team. 
I thought that was a great move. I was I was very impressed with the Shane Lang move. I actually I would have made it myself if I had the uh, team or if I had the you know the money. It was dumb luck. I, I know a lot of people out there brought, uh, were burned by bringing in Graziano Pele. Same logic, um, but he ends up get, getting rotated for uh, I assume strategic reasons, tactical reasons. Yeah. So the the sheer fact that I couldn't afford Pele and I bring in Shane Long, it was it was good enough. It was good enough. So I finished with 58 points, less a four-point transfer hit. Uh, my one worry coming out of the week is how bad this concussion is to Eric Dyer. Um, but you have to assume right. he's going to be fine. I mean, look at that. Look at the head on Eric Dyer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he looks like a – yeah, he's he's tough. He grew up playing in the streets of uh, Portugal. He's, he's yeah. still, He'll be fine. Yeah, I, I think so. Okay, so enough about enough about us. Uh, it was. I mean, everyone had a bad game week, right? Like, very few people had a the guy. Our, the guy in third place in our league somehow had a great game week. He, he finished like sixty five points this game week. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I think most of us had a pretty poor game week. Uh, so let's you know all that said. Uh, let's 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 take a look at the Hail Cheater Super League. Uh, it's been a couple weeks since we checked in on it because uh, we were still on the middle of uh, game week thirty four last time. Uh, so, uh, Nampi on Choigo says, uh, when's the next podcast hoping for a, we mention having gone 10th in the super league. <laughs> uh, and then a uh, poor Owen O'Keefe f- from first place to 19th place. His underdogs <sighs> says, enjoy it, man. With three crying yellow emojis. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. It, it's tough, but I mean, graceful in defeat Owen is, uh, so you got to tip your hat to, mm-hmm. to him. Probably, um, Less than what um, Arsene Wenger is, is saying in the press right now. He's <laughs> yeah. being less conciliatory. So let's look at the uh, the current top ten. Uh, first place is uh, Keep Calm and Clem Up. That is uh, Muhammad Al-Kiasi, 59 points, 2,206 points overall. Uh, I meant to look at his overall ranking, but he's probably he's got to be in the top. I'm pulling it up right now. Yeah, he is ranked uh, 98 in the world. 98 in the top, world. Top wow. 100. So we're, we're very proud to have in the Super League uh, somebody ranked in the top 100. But not too far behind is Leith Kassab, right? He's just yeah. one point behind. One point behind. And, yeah, it's interesting because uh, Muhammad and, and, he, and he's and, and he's ranked 104 in the world. So one point difference and, uh, and Leith Kassab is ranked 104 in the world. And those two have been in the top ten for for most of the year, I would say. And so they, they've sort of made it a little, you know, probably probably really boosted by game week thirty four. Although fifty nine points in game week thirty five is pretty good too. Yeah, how many times have you had to ask me to say Kazer Burslot and FC? <laughs> a lot of times. Too, too many. Uh, Calvin Chan's uh, higher rate for United FC uh, picked up fifty two points, and they're in third. Uh, Mark Johnson's Stone Cold Stunners in fourth. Graham McDonald's Gamchester in fifth. Uh, Richard Cosmala's Cosmola eleven in sixth. Uh, Gear Meld, Isle of Nabumbu, uh, another first placer who has uh, struggled the last couple game weeks. Yeah, uh, but Gear, you know, it's it's all it's all because he took Brandon's advice and decided Tri- to triple, triple captain, captain. <laughs> Rami Lukaku in game week thirty three. Uh, Zenit Saint, uh, I had to hire I had to hire a security team after that uh, whole incident just to make sure I was safe <laughs> roaming the roaming the yeah. streets of New York you, City. You had a, you had a detail. Yeah, uh, yeah. there's a price on my head now. Zenit St. Pukanon, uh, Rakesh uh, Narayan is in eighth. Uh, Melvin United, Melvin Mabazi is in ninth. And then a, a, a two-way tie for second place is uh, Take a Load Off Mane, Sean Kaminsky, and Miriam Yapa, 
which I'm assuming is like I don't even know what that is. It's, it's sort of like Adrian Mariapa, right? Maybe it's maybe it's a remember Adrian Mariapa, great four million defender. Uh, well, did he play for uh, Reading or something? I think he played for Reading. I think he moved to another Premier League club last year. He might have played for QPR or something. Yeah, this, this is it's clearly a secret message. Uh, <laughs> uh, Mirian Mariapa. It's it's clearly a secret message to Mariapa. Yeah, and that's uh, Phil Carter. They're tied for tenth. So the thing is, we don't actually know. Is is Nambian Choigo? Sean Kamiski or Phil Carter? Neither of us we can't <laughs> wait, quite wait, figure it out. <laughs> there, there is, there is absolutely zero co- way to connect <laughs> the name Sean Kaminsky or Phil Carter <laughs> to Nampian Chiago. Yeah, so. and just and just to be clear, the name is Nampian Chiago and the at is Nampian Chiago. So it's not like it's Nampian. It's not like it's at Nampian Chiago and the name is Sean Kaminsky or whatever. You know, so. Yeah, this is this is really a riddle that we're trying to unravel. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, tweet us, guys, and let us know uh, yeah. who's who. A special secret, always cheating private league shout out to Lucian Madison, who is uh, only second place in our private league, but he's managed to sneak up into twelfth, just behind these two people tied for tenth. So, Lucian, I know you listen to this podcast. Well done, sir. You still owe me fifty dollars. <laughs> and you said the, the guy who's in first, our friend Dan. If he was in this league, what, what would his rank be? He'd be like he third. he would be in third place. Yeah. Okay, but but you know he. Daniel, in our private league, and everyone out there listening, you have one of these guys in your own mini league. Um, he is just crushing it the whole season, and he's the guy that you know he knows the Premier League. He's a, he's a very avid fan, but he pays the least amount of attention. Right. You know, he has a lovely wife and two beautiful young children that demand most of his time, and uh, of course. Of course, the year that he's like, well, maybe I won't play. It's the year he ends up. Uh, I think he's like 179th in the world right now. Uh, no, I mean this is this is this is actually how Daniel won the league his first year too. So uh, oh yeah, yeah, this is how you remember it, of course, because you finished second place. So yeah, that's that's some revisionist history right there. I'm a little sad about it too because I, I I'm the only two time winner in the league, and now I, now I'm going to have to I'm gonna have to share the trophy with them. <laughs> oh boo hoo. Uh-huh. <laughs> I know. Uh, all right. So uh, well done to the top 10. Uh, it's 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 well it's, done. It's it's pretty cool to have two people who are floating with the top 100 overall. I mean, that's 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 pretty awesome. And and even the people who are a few points back. I mean, this is like the, the top 10 of the Hail Cheaters League is definitely like I, I, I think probably everyone is in the top, you know, 5000 in the world. Josh and I are very pleased to be associated with all of you. We we rank much farther down. Sorry, we're doing so poorly. <laughs> but uh, uh, we're really, happy that we're really making like the Hail Cheaters Super League among the among the more competitive. Uh, you know, two guys having a podcast mini leagues out there. Yeah, I hung on too tight to some players early on the season. I'm, I'm pain for it ever since. Oh uh, well, we'll we'll get to regrets later on in this podcast. I think I'll, I'll, there's there is a theme of. There is a wistful theme in, in many of the Twitter comments we received leading up to this podcast of, uh, you know, now yeah. that we're heading into the home stretch, what what could we have done differently? Would you would you have changed it? I know so so many things, so many things. <laughs> All right, so let's get to. Um, I, I want to get to. Um, Really, I want to get to Game Week 37 planning, which is what some of these questions are about. Uh, but let's answer a couple of – and it all ties together anyway. So let's answer a couple uh, key questions from Game Week th- that, that have come out of the Game Week 35 as we look ahead to uh, – the By the way, week. let's let, – because we're, we talked about uh, the massive Game Week 34, um, the most insane double Game Week of all time, and then we had a, like a barren Game Week 35 – 
And now 37 is another game week. I don't want to gloss over the fact that, isn't it nice, game week 36, we can just stretch out and it's like a an average game week. Everybody plays. There are no blanks. There are no doubles. It's like old it, times. It is nice, but unfortunately, because of the like the aftershocks of the last two game weeks, I now have nothing to play for. <laughs> so for me, it's like, whatever. Like The whole season now just feels like whatever. I'm basically just rooting for Leicester to win the league. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, you know that's that's my that's my chief priority. <laughs> go Lester, go Foxes. All right. So uh, speaking of uh, Lester, Lester Spurs at least uh, we got some suspension dilemmas. Uh, Delhi Alley uh, for Spurs. Now, I, I, do we know what's going to happen here? Do we? I mean, like I, all I, we know is that the FA has officially brought charges against him for violent conduct. Okay. So, um, which I saw on the BBC earlier today. So that's it's it's basically the same thing that happened to Vardy. Nobody knew if he was going to get that extra game ban, but when the FA brings the charges up and Lester says they're not going to fight him, it's not a matter of if he'd get the suspension but how many games. So right. that's so it, it's it seems a foregone conclusion that Ali is going to miss some games and precedent says that he'd miss at least 3. Um, yeah, that's fair. Although it really didn't seem like that big of a deal. I mean, yeah, whatever. Yeah, I'm a, I'm of two minds. Uh, I, I I'm kind of like it's it's all part of the 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 dark arts of football. And you know, fine, I accept that everyone you, you sort of play with that that sort of um, that grit. That sort of Luis Suarez, you know, racism aside, he's he's you know that 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 amount of craziness takes him to the next level. Yeah. But also, Deli Ali has played like a bitch n- numerous times this season, and it's it's not a surprise that he's doing this. And I, yeah, I is, think it probably it's it'll probably be good for him to get a little bit of comeuppance. Yeah, he's got kind of weird anger where it, it seems like. He seems like a very happy, friendly guy. Like, there are all these, like, gifts of him, like, waving hello to people and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Uh, <laughs> and yet, it, you know, he has these moments where he just, like, he kind of loses it. I mean, yeah. You know, he actually hasn't had too many yellow cards the last, like, maybe 10 game weeks or so. But, you know, right. up until then, it was, like, every other game week, you know? Like yeah, you were, check Chiote levels. On, yeah, you were just banking on a yellow card. The question for Ali, then, becomes less uh, about Deli Ali and more, what do we do with Spurs for our squads? So some of us, I think, were in various levels of reacquiring Spurs players after the big double week. Um, I myself just have Harry Kane and Eric Dyer. I mean, some people took hits to get Ali back in for this week. And I have five of... Spurs players. That's incredible. You've broken the game. <laughs> you seem like the, the game yeah. genie. I hacked into the system. <laughs> Unbelievable. And you're still and you're still uh, you're still not in the top 100. <laughs> I know. Yeah. But do you have uh, did you have Ryan Mason and Tom Carroll? Are those the other Spurs players? Who you that brought was in? the problem is I, I brought in Mason and Carroll and uh, I just wasn't <laughs> it wasn't planning. I brought I, 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 Kevin Wimmer. I have him, too. I just didn't oh, know. Yeah. Oh, classic, classic blunder. <laughs> <laughs> uh Clinton Enjai, backup striker. Uh oh, I love that Toner got an assist this week. Toner cartridge. Toner. He's our man. He, he's about... got that he's got that always cheating bounce. Uh okay. So, so okay, so so uh, I don't the, the question the everyone is asking is is, yeah. is is the season over for Spurs? Are we right. screwed with Harry Kane? Does he have anything to play for? Which I just to state my case, I think is ridiculous. Like, look at Harry Kane. That guy is 
is a crazy competitive person. He's also going for the golden boot. He's going to want to score as many goals as possible. Additionally, it's not over for Spurs. Well, you took the words right out of my mouth. I was about to say that a couple minutes ago. Uh, yeah, it, it is a number for Spurs. I mean, they're, they're, okay, so Spurs are down. Uh, they're down seven points, uh, which does seem it, it's seemingly insurmountable. But uh, Leicester could actually lose their final three games. It would not be improbable. It, it would be improbable, but not impossible. Right. Uh, if they, uh, and in fact, they or, or they could just pick up one point in their final um, three games. They're they're away to Man United, uh, game week thirty six. Uh, that's a game that they certainly could lose, and probably won't even be favored in without Jimmy Vardy. Uh, they're home to Everton, in game week thirty seven. Now that does seem like a, a win, certainly given Everton's current form. But Everton do have Romulo Lukaku, and and you know Ross Barkley on his day is a very good player. Mm-hmm. And assuming they haven't just completely given up on Roberto. Uh, Roberto Martinez. I mean, certainly we've seen Everton pull out some some big wins this year. So that that right. is a game that even if they didn't win, you could just see it being like a one one draw or something. It's like a that, it's a know? little bit of a wild card. It's a little bit of a wild card. And the final uh, game of the season is away to Chelsea, and that is a very difficult match. I mean, it wouldn't have been fifteen weeks ago or twenty weeks ago, but the way Chelsea are playing right now, uh, you do not they do not want to have to go to Chelsea in the last game of the season and pick up one, anywhere between one and three points. And that's a game where Renieri is in danger of psyching himself out. I mean, as a manager, he has been like so solid, like almost flawless this entire season. But given his history yeah. with Chelsea, you could see him tripping up in that game if if he puts his heart first. Yeah, I, I absolutely. So I think that the the you know the so Spurs have to win at Chelsea in game week thirty five. That's that's the whole the whole season kind of. I mean, I, well, to be honest, I mean, if, if if Leicester win at Man U, then the season's over, too. So, right. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, you know, so if two big this is really I mean, I guess this is when I begin my transition uh, to from being <laughs> to, a well, I, I love this conversation. You're transitioning into what? It's from a fantasy fan to a English Premier League fan. You know, uh-huh. I mean, because, you know, throughout the course of the season, you've also trans- transitioned out of calling it the Barclays Premier League, I see. <laughs> Slowly. Yeah. <laughs> as, as the league is as well as we yeah. enter uh, uh, the next season. Uh, yeah, I just think that um, I have like nothing to play for and I really want Leicester to win the league. I mean, I, I actually like Spurs. I mean, this Spurs team is easy to root for, but uh, it's just not the same story. I mean, it, I don't know how you can root again. I mean, unless you're a Spurs fan, there's no there's no uh, there's there's no yeah. not rooting for Lester to win this right. league. Uh, you know, uh, it's, so, it's yeah. funny how Spurs have kind of usurped the Arsenal narrative uh, this season in that the the whole thing for Arsenal was, well, if not this season, you're never going to win the title given what's coming in the coming years. Like all the all the talent, the managerial and, and other talent that's yeah. coming into I, the I league. Find that, I find that to be such a false. I mean, everyone said that going into this season. You know, I mean, yeah. like. You know, it's like you never know. I mean, it's it's a possible. I mean, you know, and the same thing happened two years ago when when Atletico Madrid won La Liga, yeah. right? It's like, oh, only only Real Madrid and Barcelona can win the league. They're the only two teams that can pull it off. Well, Real, you know, Atletico Madrid did it, and they did it without. I mean, they actually did it with Diego Costa, but you know, it wasn't like that team was loaded. I mean, you know, yeah, and now Diego they're Costa almost started almost on doing it again. Real Madrid team, what's that? Yeah. And they're almost doing it again this season, they're level so one there's points. some consistency there. Exactly. I mean, you know, that, that's a that's a you know, it's a very different case than than Leicester. But yeah, I mean, this idea that that money has changed the league so comprehensively that 
even even this like I, I, a lot of people are now treating this Leicester season like a complete fluke of a season, which which in some ways it is. I mean, I don't know. It, it's not a um, and this is like I know we're getting like way off the fantasy track here, but it, it in no way disparages Leicester to say that they needed a lot of luck to win the league. Of course they did. I mean, you know, if you have a if, if there are teams that are that are spending two hundred million pounds more than you on on players. I mean, you're buying better players. You're buying players who are who have more talent, and it's it's not like you're it's not like. I mean, the reason that they're good too, generally, like being a good player isn't isn't about natural talent most of the time. It's mm-hmm. like talent, and they care a lot. You know, what I mean, yeah. like all you have to do is watch Sergio Aguero play or watch him like you know like weep as he leaves the field with another <laughs> knee injury to know that not only is he the best player in the Premier League, but he's also the guy who wants to win the most. You know, yeah. or is certainly up there. Yeah. Uh, so you know when you have a, a teams full of guys like this, it is very hard to beat them. You know, yeah. and so, um, but but that said, it does happen, and we're seeing it right now. And um, so I don't I don't see any reason why like two years from now we couldn't see like you know Middlesbrough like suddenly <laughs> won the title. You know, I mean, who knows? You know, it's 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 hard to say. Dare to I dream. mean, it's 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 improbable certainly, but it's it's not impossible. Okay, so Deli Ali doesn't really foil our Spurs plan. I think that's the moral of that story. But who? Else, what other suspension dilemmas do we have? It's yeah. So Sako, uh, uh, we've got to assume uh, that Sako's out indefinitely with his yeah. uh, failed drugs test. Yeah. So we got we got a couple comments on Twitter when the uh, Sako news came out. Jeff Petter on Twitter says, "Mama do smack o." Which which I found rather rather humorous. And Graham McDonald says, "Sack o." At least he waited until after the double game week, which you were just talking, Josh, about how you got 15 points off the man. So mm-hmm. at least he was gracious enough to uh, give everybody a parting gift. I agree, and uh, yeah. So I mean, you, you got to you got to drop Sacco. <laughs> uh, but, uh, there's too much rest there. It, it doesn't really it doesn't really change anything for Liverpool either because the rotation there was just uh, frightening as it was already. But still. Liverpool had the double in game week 37. So where do we stand with the central defense? Is it going to be Colo Torre? Is it going to be Martin Skirtle who slots in? Or do we even not bother with central defense there? I think I would not bother with central. You could argue that you just don't want to bother with the Liverpool defense at all. I think uh, you can make a case for having uh, one midfielder and one forward, you know, maybe Sturridge and, uh, and Firmino, I suppose, would be the two. A lot of it depends on what happens this week. I mean, if if Agreed, Liverpool, yeah. you know, yeah, I mean, if they if they if they you know go down three nothing to Villarreal, you know, in the first game of the Europa League, then they could, you know, we could see lesser. I mean, but you know, I, I don't think that's going to happen. I think the, what the odds are they're probably going to be competitive both legs of the Europa League, and if they win, uh, then and you know make the final, then it's like all bets are off. I mean, who knows. <laughs> Who knows if any of those guys will, you know, I mean, it, it, they have nothing to play for in the league at all. Absolutely nothing. So, I mean, there's there's no reason why, um, you know, why they would, um, I mean, it could be a team full of like under under 21 players, you know, in one of these game weeks. Like they, there's that little to play for. Uh, I mean, if they're, if they're getting ready for the Europa League final, I mean, Europa League, if you win the Europa League final, you're into the Champions League. It's the Flanagan conundrum. Like the one, the one defender I feel like is appealing now, particularly after this weekend, is Moreno. But like you're saying, they could field a bunch of like a really off the wall youth team. Not the Flanagan is a totally off the wall guy, but um, the rotation is just too nuts on Liverpool right now. Yeah, I I, I agree. It's just uh, there there are more stable places to go for defenders. Um, I think. Uh, 
that you could go to, um, you could look at Chelsea, um, even Man U if you want to bring in Chris Smalling. So I think that we should, um, uh, I don't know, we'll, we'll talk more about that on next week's podcast. Well, I, I, Actually, we're going to get into it in the questions below, too, so. Um, I don't know why I said below because that's just me <laughs> looking at the, the running order. The questions, the questions further on in the podcast. So the only other suspension of note, of course, is Jamie Vardy. But uh, all fears there were put to bed by big man Ajoa with two goals. Um, yeah, I mean he'll he'll presumably only start one more game. So uh, that's got to be just a one week punt if you're looking to bring Ajoa in and against yeah. Manchester United. Uh, I don't know if you could sell me on that transfer right now. Not that transfer, but I, I applaud anybody who brought him in before uh, Game Week 35. Hey, did I not recommend it last week? I don't know. Did you? I did. You poo-pooed it. Go <laughs> back I? and listen. Go back and listen. Yeah, of course. <laughs> go, go, don't go check the tape. <laughs> uh, Block99 on Twitter says, Having seen the last three Game Weeks play out, what would you have done differently that you wanted to do but didn't? Um, as in, uh, not in hindsight, but plans you made but didn't follow through with. Uh, although I think that's kind of the same thing. That is hindsight, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> You're having a, a it's it's a philo- it's philosophical, I suppose. Or or regret is a very powerful word. It yeah, means lots of lots of different things to different people. I regret doubling up on. It was uh, you know, the problem is you get you get yeah you know, that that wild card was crazy. It was just a crazy. It was crazy. Card. It was. I I. The one thing I regret, and um, again, this goes back to the hindsight thing, but I do believe looking forward to that double game week and then seeing um, the barrenness of game week 35, I sort of knew in my head that it was better to keep all of your Spurs and Leicester players as opposed to dumping them during the wild card. And yeah, that's a a big lesson learned. Yeah, Um, the irony there is that it wouldn't have helped you in uh, game week 35, but it would have helped you in game week 34. Yeah. You know, well, if you just he, held the Spurs players, they would have really, it would have been great to have them because uh, they picked up more points than most of the double game week players. Uh, yeah. You know, but, it, you know, but, but in game week 35, you really didn't get, I mean, you got like a, some bonus points from Allie, but that was it. Yeah. It took a, it, that, that looking back sort of took a little bit of the fun out of it because now my wild card team, I have guys like, like Lanzini, maybe they'll come good, but this is just not a guy. Like, I don't like the way Lanzini came into my team during mm-hmm. the wild card. It wasn't a choice that I would have made outside of the wild card. And now I feel like I have players on my team that uh, they don't quite feel right. They don't make me happy. And <laughs> yeah, I I kind of feel the same way. I, it's it's been it's just been so frustrating. You know, bringing in Gabriel and seeing him. You know, just like basically get moved out of the rotation. Um, yeah. You know, after I picked up two points from him, or I had three points actually, weirdly, because I picked up a, one, a random bonus point in that game they they drew with Crystal Palace. Uh, you know, having Sako, uh, I'm feeling kind of screwed now. And so yeah, it's just um, my my defense is a mess, and um, it's it's a mess that's really. I mean, with three weeks to go, it's just going to stay a mess the rest of the season. <laughs> um, and uh, I don't know. I think that. Um, my, I mean, I can't oh, yeah. really. I mean, I, I think you nailed on the head. Not planning better for the game week thirty-five was was the bigger issue because, um, I mean, I really can't complain about how game week thirty-four worked out for me. It worked out spectacularly. I mean, I had points, you know, across the board. I mean, you know, my worst performer was um, 
was uh you know was Pyatt with six points you know I mean yeah. so it was really you know I mean Man United was the only team that really let me down with uh, with Anthony Martial. Oh, tell me about it, Fosu Mensa. I mean, oh, right. I, I, yeah. I I could justify it because he clears up a lot of money in my bank, and that that helped me get in get in other players. But um, what a that that was that's been a disaster transfer. Well, this this, this was the this is the problem. Is it was it was like the the allure of having a super cheap defender on a top team for a double game week. Yeah. Like it was like, it like became this irrational when really what you just, you just wanted a, a defender who was going to play in game week 30. I mean, you actually brought in Eric Dyer before game week 34, which, which worked I out did. pretty well. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it did. And that was, yeah, that was probably the one, the one good sort of last minute decision I made. It was a, it was was a small, it was a small good thing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the, the, Bra- the Brandon Kelly story, a small good thing. <laughs> Yeah, so so that that said, we have to move forward. We we have to look ahead, and the question becomes less uh, what what didn't you do, but what do you still have to play for? And again, block ninety nine. He chimes in on Twitter and he says to try and win the always cheating league and the transfer hub leagues, and to have the highest rank possible. So very pragmatic there from block ninety nine in terms of what he has left to play for this season, and. Um, yeah, at this point, three weeks left. Uh, for some of us, uh, leads in mini leagues seem insurmountable. Uh, for for others, it, the the gap is very narrow. We could close them down. So um, we were both chasing third place in our private mini league, and that dream died over the last week. Yeah, so, it's, it hasn't been a fun. I will say, I'm glad that it, it took until game week 35 for me to be officially formally knocked out of of everything. That's yeah. not so bad. I mean, you know, I feel you know we're almost at game week 36. Yeah, I, I still have some Premier League stuff to like. I still have things that are keeping my interest. Uh, I you know I, want, I definitely want to make sure I crack the hundred the top hundred k and stay there the rest of the season. Yeah, I would say that's most important to me at this point is to stay in the top 100k. I mean that. Should hopefully, if 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 you're really following the game closely, all 38 weeks, that's that feels like a soft target to hit or a big target yeah. to hit. I mean, if you're, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably have a chip left to play in game week 37. I mean, I would be shocked if most of the people listening to this podcast can't if they aren't there already. Well, it can't scratch and claw their way into the top 100k because um, there's there, there are going to be a lot of dead teams out there. There are going to be teams that played their their all out attack or the triple captain ship early. Um, and you're just going to shoot past, you know, a ton of them. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I think, uh, and respect, I, I respect is not goal. too little a thing to play for. Let's be clear about that. Yeah, exactly. Just, I mean, like, exactly. I had a season, uh, two years ago where, um, I really, I, you know, my excuse is always that I was planning for my wedding. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> it was a very, uh, you know, it was just a, a lot of work and uh, a lot of mental energy went into that. And um, I just kind of gave up on on fantasy that year. It was it was, it was more that I, I was kind of stubborn about bringing in certain players, and I found myself with almost nothing to play for. With you know, like twenty weeks left in the season or something, like some ridiculous. I was so far out uh, of, our, of our mini league, which it's a very competitive mini league. To be fair, I mean, you know, it's yeah. like the top players in the mini league are, like, as we said before, you know, Daniel's in the top, you know, two hundred in the world or so. Um, and so I really had nothing to play for, and yet every week I, I made my transfers. I yeah. tried to make the best move I could, try to captain the best player I could. I mean, I, yeah. I guess I was a little more focused on differentials uh, than I would be otherwise. 
because yeah. um, what's the you know what's the fun in captaining Harry Kane or Sergio Aguero when you've got nothing else to play for? I mean, I mean, given where I am right now, I'm probably going to bring in Dea Mercy Mubakani and maybe even <laughs> captain him in game week 38. I mean, why not? Absolutely. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. On Twitter, Brendan says uh, his goal is to maintain his top 200 place in the Hail Cheaters Super League. Which um, you know, easier said than done, right, Brendan? I, <laughs> yeah, I feel like he, I feel like right he Brandon, says that sort right of tiny shit. And Josh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm struggling. I'm struggling myself. I think I'm like 160 something at the moment in hail cheaters. Uh, Thin white juke says uh, in the top 35k with my wild card and bench boost play. Wow, wild card is still play too. Uh, I'd be disappointed with anything else at the top 20k. Yeah, if I think about him, I'd be disappointed with anything else at the top 10k. Uh, I would think with a wild card and a bench boost total play, you could you could pick up twenty five thousand well, no, spots. You're really you're really laying down a marker there for the thin white. Yeah, I'm, uh, he's, I'm giving him something to aim for. I'd say, yeah, yeah like he said, he, he'd be disappointed outside the top twenty k. I think I think top yeah. ten is the goal there. Go for uh, it, Juke. Yeah, you want to take the next one? Yeah. So Luke Arnold at Mister Luke Arnold says, I blame most of my early season captain choices on Hazard as the downfall to my season. Am I mad? I think I want to do it again. I don't think he does. I mean, I mean, what what bigger insult to Luke Arnold than um, Hazard being his downfall earlier in the season? And who shows up in game week thirty five to score a brace? Who hasn't no. scored a goal all season? Mister PFA Player of the Year, Eden Hazard. Unreal. I, oh, I know. I mean, this week was all about. I, I got four goals from two players that were on my team for like the first fifteen weeks of the season. I and mean, Ashley Westwood coming through with a brace. Oh my god! <laughs> Every, everyone's deep lying bench player, Ashley Westwood. What a showcase! Uh, yeah. I think his value. Well, it, it got as far down as it possibly could go. I think because he just it was never that highly owned to begin with. Right. I mean, I think by the end, I, I, it was like me and four other managers still had him. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, I bet there are a couple of managers that probably played Westwood uh, this week. Maybe just by virtue of auto sub, if they went ghost uh, somewhere midway through the season and had him on their bench, since he was such a popular popular bench player. Yeah, so, no, I know. I, yeah, I think you're probably right. Every every Westwood has his day. <laughs> uh, Colin Bothwell says uh, uh, he's, he's trying to hang on to the lead in his main cash lead. Uh, cash league, he's uh, stumbling over the line. Sadly, oh, Colin Bothwell. I, I I feel like Colin was uh, he was a star. Hail Cheaters Super League manager for for quite a while earlier in the season. Star 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 commenter all season long. Uh, yeah, he was he, he was flirting with first and second uh, for a, what the first half of the season. Yeah, it's just been a real grind this season, and yeah, uh, it's it's all for the cash at this point. So, Colin, yeah, Daddy needs a new pair of shoes. Hang in there, buddy. <laughs> uh, then you want uh, to take the last one here? Yeah, uh, Brent Nunkus, uh, uh, one of our friends on Facebook, says absolutely yes. I am playing for world ranking. Hoping to finish in the top 100K after not cracking the top million last year. The double game week boosted me into the top 50K. Well done, Brent. And uh, I am new to the Premier League and to football in general, so I am pretty thrilled. I mean, that that is a huge leap for Brent, particularly being new to the league. So uh, we're definitely backing you to get into the top, yeah. top 50. I don't know if you've seen on Facebook. Yeah, he's shared his, uh, his, his tale. It's, it's actually pretty similar to... To really more, maybe more mine than yours, but sort of um, you know falling falling in love with 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 the game and and sort of you know kind of going all in and then get into fantasy and you know um, so yeah good on you Brent 
Uh, all right, let's move on to uh, Twitter, Facebook questions and gripes. Uh, so this this is pretty Game Week 37 focused, although uh, we'll obviously touch on this uh, in more depth next week. Uh, Pat Udamobile says, um, is it time for a Hail Mary? Uh, I'm desperate to catch my mini league leader who is 60 points away. Uh, this one is an easy answer, which is absolutely fucking yes. <laughs> and Abs- an, em- go yes, for it. an emphatic and it- hell yes, Pat, do it. And it can be done. I did. I was. I was around sixty points behind last year with three weeks to go, and it ended up winning my league by about twenty points. So it can absolutely be done. So uh, punting means you've you've got to absolutely go for a differential and and big ones. And and the double game week in thirty seven is is the easy way to cover that sixty points, right? I mean, that's how you. Uh, caught up most of your points last year was the double game week. Yeah, Sunderland defenders really came through for me. Uh, but let's say let's say that he uh, wanted to uh, pick an unconventional captain in game week thirty six. Who would you look at here? Looking at the looking at the fixtures for game week thirty six. Fixtures for game week thirty six. Unconventional captain. We don't. I mean, we don't know who he has. We don't know what the person above him has. But just you know, a couple couple unconventional choices that, that pop out to you. Well, uh, as we know from earlier in this episode, I do like to uh, travel around with the Aston Villa fans and and uh, suffer with them and and see who they're playing that given week. And I'm looking at Watford. Watford is at home hosting Aston Villa, who have utterly capitulated in in all manner. And Troy Deeney, he scored in the FA Cup semifinal, even though Watford loses. Um, Watford, speaking of playing for pride. Um, after losing in the cup semifinal, you feel like Watford and and Kike Sanchez Flores is is also trying to play for pride now that people are talking about him losing his job for whatever reason. Uh, really? Do, uh, it's like it, it's like he'd be losing his job for overachieving in the first half of the season. Yeah, yeah, it's you the age old I mean, story. It's, it's the, the Steve yeah. Clark syndrome. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Um, so I know Troy Deeney. I mean, Igalo is is wildly off the off the boil, yeah, but maybe more more Deeney than than Igalo. Yeah. Uh, you could, you know, I think there. Um, the one that I was looking at was uh, Daniel Sturridge. Um, if he doesn't play in the Europa League semifinal, Sturridge away to uh, to Swansea, I think, is a good, slightly maverick captain choice, and it also sets you up well for game week thirty seven, um, where there's two fixtures. I mean, I I don't know. You know what? What Liverpool players you can really count on to play both fixtures? I don't know if I'd actually even take the risk of captaining a Liverpool player in game week thirty-seven. Yeah, right. Uh, but I think that um, I think Sturridge could away to Swansea. It's a Swansea team that just chipped four goals. You know, basically just you know they just became safe last week. I mean, there's no way they're dropping down now. Uh, they have nothing to play for. It's been a crap season. Uh, I mean, they might like lose out. You know, it doesn't really. It doesn't matter. You know, it's like who cares? They're safe. <laughs> There's three weeks left. Like, they're on the beach already. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, those are the teams you want to target, I think, are the teams that still have something to play for. I mean, even Arsenal, to me, is a bit of a concern. I mean, I guess they're – I mean, they theoretically have, you know, the two of the best three fixtures to end the season. But, you know, it kind of depends. I mean, you know, they're a little lucky because they have um, – you know, I don't know if they're lucky exactly, but they they have um, – Fourth play, they they have their fourth their fourth place trophy to play for still this year. Yeah, it's true. Uh, and, but Norwich uh, Norwich could be setting up for a draw. Like they need at least a point coming out of this match. So I don't know if they if they have to score against Arsenal and they go open and yeah. Arsenal reaps the benefits, or if Norwich parks the bus and uh, tries to get a single point out of it. 
It's it's true. I mean, I'm certainly looking at Alexis Sanchez as my my captain for this game week. I think most yeah. people probably are. Um, but I that to me is the most conventional captain choice. So if you're really trying to make up ground, I would not I would not captain Sanchez. I mean, even Captain Ozil to me is a more uh, a more creative captain choice for this game week. So then there's Jermaine Defoe, who is the other one for Sunderland. They're away to Stoke. Stoke have been. Like their defense has been has been hapless the yeah. last few weeks. They've let in four goals and numerous. Uh, let's see, four goals against City last week, and then they let in four against Spurs. looked looked totally diabolical there. Yeah, and and Defoe. I don't know. I'm I'm not totally sold on bringing Defoe into your squad. I like Defoe a lot for game week 37. Uh, I mean, I, you know, if you just want to bring him in a week early, I think that's fine. I mean. Two home fixtures, uh, you know, a lot to play for. Um, I, you know, I don't know if I'm gonna play, I don't think I'd captain him in game week 37, but I mean, given his price, um, I don't know. I think he's a really interesting option. He and he and Andy Carroll are really interesting game week 37 options. I think I think my issue with Defoe is that, I mean, save this three zero result against Norwich a couple weeks ago, but they're generally not an explosive team, and Defoe. Yeah, he's he's not really captain material on that. You're you're going to predict that he's going to score a few goals toward the end of the season, but how many games is he going to hit double figures? Uh, that's my one reservation with Defoe. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Okay, so um, let's uh, let's get to the next question. Uh, El Magico says, "Who are your three must-have players for game week thirty-seven?" Uh, I just to start this one, I, I think this is kind of a tricky one to answer, um, given given that we don't know what's going on with Liverpool right now, you know, and, and Man U for that matter, too. I mean, um, the FA Cup final will be after game week 38, if I'm not mistaken. So yes, there's, no, there's yes. no rotation risk there, but they, you know, I don't know if, if Man U is still playing for fourth place, which I think they will be, then um, they're very like, having someone from that team could be. Could be very useful. Whether that's Anthony Marshall or um, you know one of their defenders. I would say David Tejeda would be my must-have mm. from United for that game week. Um, yeah, as we saw during the last double where United was playing Villa and other and had another favorable fixture at home. I, I forget who. Um, scoring can be difficult for. Uh, Man United, but defense is something they seem to excel at. De Gea is nailed on, best keeper in the league. He's my guy. Okay, he's my. Uh, guy. I think that's. I think that's a fair pick. Uh, what about um, Liverpool? I mean, I, I feel like we're going more teams than players here, but yeah, um, I, the top, the top well, options. West Ham. I look at West Ham first because of Dimitri Payet. Yeah, no, we'll get to uh, West Ham, but just Liverpool. Oh, okay. Uh, first. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah, a lot does depend on the Europa League campaign. Um, Simon Mignolet is is like the one yes. maybe nailed on guy. Yeah, I mean, I think Firmino. It seems like the the rotation has been balanced in a way that he's been playing less in Europe and more in the. Yeah. I, you know, I mean, I, I'm I'm happy to keep uh, Firmino for for the next couple of game weeks. Definitely, definitely not Coutinho if if the Europa rotation is to be consistent. Yeah. You know, stay away from Coutinho. And I, I agree. Yeah. Um, Sturridge or Firmino, if you're looking to attack. James Milner is, um, I think he's been a little too sporadic, even though, I mean, if if he's if you can only afford a guy like James Milner, 
he he he's could be more odds. assured two starts uh and then as you as you were saying a second ago you know west ham is definitely the team to to look at uh two home fixtures uh really uh, it's, i'm just so annoyed i had to drop Pyatt for, yeah. for a fruitless uh harry kane uh transfer and the questions with west ham that we had for game week 34 are gone they're out of the fa cup they are just playing for position in the league table and to stay in the Europa League positions. So Payet and Andy Carroll are really intriguing. I will I will be hanging on to Lanzini, I think. Um, Lanzini was on the chopping block because of Deli Ali, but now Deli Ali is off the table. So yeah, I, I was struggling to pick a defender for West Ham, and their defense is 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 a little nutso. No, you don't think uh, Aaron, to me. Aaron Cresswell is the obvious pick there. Yeah, he is. I mean, I'm. A, I've been a little burned by, you know, classic. <laughs> yeah. classic guy does nothing on your team for a solid five weeks. You get rid of him, and he scores an absolute worldie. Right. Yeah. This. Yeah. Esplaqueta has been like that for me this year. I yeah. like never have him at the right time. So yeah, it's true. Uh, um, it's true. Cresswell would be would be a decent pick. Um, and then, yeah, Watford, uh, I'm not feeling that double game week at all. Uh, no. Uh, way to uh, Liverpool and Norwich. Um, and so, okay, so just to get back to the original question, uh, three players for the double game week. If, you know, gun to your head, uh, who would you pick? I'd actually, I, I think I would pick, um, you know, Diego Costa from Chelsea is someone that I'm really interested in. We haven't even talked about Chelsea yet, but I think uh, someone from Chelsea. Yeah. Uh, maybe not even Costa, but just someone from Chelsea. Uh, one hey, of I'm, I'm feeling I'm feeling Pedro right now. Yeah, Pedro, um, William. I mean, I think that there are a lot of different options you could pick. There's a good there's a good differential in there somewhere. You know, yeah. I mean, even God forbid Eden Hazard, which I, I won't be touching with a ten foot pole, but he is someone <laughs> you could you could look at. You know, I mean, what is he? Uh, what is he even placed at right now? How could you even fit Hazard? All right, here, true. here you here, have to drop Sanchez. Yeah, here we go to Pat Udomobile, where you're trying to make up 60 points. Hazard could be the key to unlock that door. I mean, you feel crazy bringing him into your team, but that could be that could be all it takes. Yeah, it's an option. Okay, so so someone from Chelsea, an attacker from Chelsea, uh, an attacker from uh, from West Ham, and probably someone from Liverpool. Okay, so you're foregoing Man United in your three. Oh right, okay, yeah, uh, maybe, so. yeah. You know what? We just we need more information. Let, let's let's kind of table game week thirty seven to talk in, until next week. I mean, I know that I know that you have to start making your transfers right now. You know, in anticipation of it, but I, I just think there are too many factors. Uh, most most particularly, what's going to happen in the first leg of the uh, Europa League to really to really pin things down. I mean, you know, I think that you know funding. Funding a bunch of double game week players by dropping Sergio Aguero is something I think is um, is worth considering. I mean, they're um, you know he's home in game week thirty seven, but they're home to Arsenal. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't you know I mean he's not gonna he's not gonna run riot. I wouldn't think <laughs> uh, so. And if you you know I mean if you turned Aguero into Andy Carroll, then suddenly you've got you know like eight million pounds that you can spend on a bunch of different you know differential players and i don't know so i mean you're taking a risk because aguero could go off but there's two weeks left in the season i mean you've got to take a risk you know so yeah and if you're looking to bring mo bacani in in game week 38 you've got to free up some cash (laughs) yeah exactly yeah what's his price in the league 13 13.8 i think 
Uh, okay, so uh, Dave from Burnley says, uh, Defoe, uh, Kosri, a viable punt versus Pyatt Carroll. Um, yeah, I think so. Why not, right? I mean, it, it depends on wh- whether you're trying to make up ground or not. Uh, do yeah. I think that Pyatt and Carroll are going to do better? Uh, yes, I do. Yeah, um, I agree. Yeah, so. <laughs> Kosri, Kosri has not impressed me lately. He, uh, he They kept showing him looking angry in that yeah. uh, match. Yeah, he doesn't seem like a very disciplined player, and so uh, like a a guy like uh, Patrick Van Anhol, I'd be more interested in than uh, Wabi Kazri. Um, yeah, although having any Sunderland defender, you know, it's just ugh, just awful all year. Yeah, I mean, I guess Kazri is a midfielder, but PVA. Well, what about DeAndre Yedlin? Where's my boy Yedlin? Yedlin's gonna. Well, yeah. Wait, what do you think is going to happen to him? I mean, is is, is he really going to go back to Spurs? I can't see him cracking that. No, that, uh, no. no, he's you know he's not going to he's not going to you know surpass Danny Rose, right? Or uh, Yed, I, mean, I mean, Yedlin was a marketing chip. They brought in Yedlin. He was a hot American player coming in off the World Cup. They probably sold you know like five thousand Yedlin Spurs jerseys, then shipped him over to Sunderland, and and he'll be back in MLS shortly. Yeah. Uh, Razzy Boy says, uh, what to do about Kane with Deli Alley out, Spurs ready to go fishing, and uh, Chelsea showing some life. Is it time to divest? Uh, we did talk about this a uh, fair amount earlier in the podcast, so um, I'll just say again that um, I, you know, I think it's very reasonable to, to – to, I mean, I, I think you're right that he'll, he has a lot to play for still. Uh, but just given that you can make a straight swap basically for Diego Costa or uh, Daniel Sturridge, I think it's definitely worth considering. Um, you, you, you're just not building for 10 weeks out, you know, yeah. I mean, you're just, you're just taking a risk. There's only two weeks left. I mean, there's there are three weeks left, including game week 36. I mean, you, you know, if you're, if you're ever going to take it, you can't wait till game week 38 to take the chance, you know, you got to yeah. do it a little early and, and hope it comes off. Um, I mean, you know, Sergio Aguero and Harry Kane have had plenty of game weeks this season where they've scored two points, you know? This, so it's, yeah, this Diego Costa thing, I'll believe it when I see it. I mean, they throttled Bournemouth, and Costa had nothing to do with anything. Yeah, um, you believe I, it when you see it, when you see it, when you see it happen in Game Week Thirty Seven. Okay, I guess it's, it's, it's not. It's, it's not an if. I don't it's not believe an if. if I, yeah, yeah. All right, very nice wordplay there, Josh. <laughs> it was. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually had to write that one down and uh, <laughs> work it out. Okay, uh, so uh, Neaton uh, Moriani says. Um, this is a question from earlier in the earlier this week, actually, uh, but it's a very tricky one. Uh, it says, "I still have my triple captain, uh, Sanchez, home versus Aston Villa in game week thirty eight, or Costa uh, versus Sunderland and Liverpool in game week thirty seven. Uh, help." Yeah. So, I, I think I would actually say neither one. Uh, I think that um, I don't know. I think you know Andy Carroll in game week thirty seven would be kind of a cool. Uh, Triple captain, I think, uh, or Dimitri Pyatt would be the safer choice there. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I suppose if you really hated yourself, you could go with uh, Rami Lukaku. Uh, <laughs> with thirty-seven. Oh, uh, I would. Yeah, I would be you? wary. I would be wary of triple captaining um, uh, anyone on Liverpool because uh, there's a pretty good chance they're not going to start. You know, like both game weeks, uh, and good luck. You know, finding the players going to start both of them. Uh, I think Anthony Martial is an interesting option, although just picking any single player on Man U to perform well over two game weeks is a very difficult challenge. Yeah. 
I really like the idea of playing it on Sanchez in the final week. They're at home. Uh, Villa again. They they just the only think- the only concern there is if if they win a couple of matches in a row and and Man U lose like a match. I think that it's impossible for Man U to overtake them in fourth place. So you could have a you could have a game week thirty eight where. Arsenal have locked up fourth place. I uh, have nothing else to play for. And, you know, like just all of the random 21 players get in. I mean, we saw this last year with, um, with, um, you know, Aaron Ramsey didn't start the last game of the season. And a lot of people had brought him in for, for game week 38. And uh, Theo Walcott started kind of out of nowhere and scored, I think, did he score four goals in that game or three goals? I think goals? he at least scored a hat trick. Yeah. I, so San- it's it's San- risky waiting until game week 38, is all I'm saying. Yeah, it is risky. I would I would be surprised if Sanchez didn't play. Um, sure, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'd be surprised, but, but it could happen. Lukaku in game week thirty seven is just insane. And um, if we have any listeners who live in Liverpool, in the great town of Liverpool, I, I'm curious to know uh, which bridge Lukaku is most likely to guard, and uh, and. <laughs> And to he's ask he's ask you to, to this is almost as bad as my joke. This is this is so. <laughs> uh, see, I, this, that joke would have been better like five minutes ago when I first thought of it, but I couldn't interrupt <laughs> you talking. <laughs> Luke Arnold says, uh, "Where are free nachos? <laughs> did you promise free nachos? Am I forgetting this?" Uh, well, first of all, Luke did not send me his mailing address, but um, <laughs> those of you out there who did send me your mailing addresses, I put a bunch of crumbled up tortilla chips and some molten cheese in some manila envelopes. They should be arriving uh, to, your, to your homes any day now. The wheel of the van should keep it should keep the cheese warm. So you should be OK. It depends on, depends on where the box is in the truck. Yeah, just throw the envelope in the microwave when you get it, and it'll taste great. I'm sure yeah, of it. That sounds uh, good. I'd recommend throwing some uh, some jalapeno peppers on there for a little extra kick. Last question comes from Colin Bothwell, who says, uh, who are the punts you guys are going for over the next few weeks? Uh, Brainy or Defoe? Uh, Mobacani or Jerome? Uh, okay, so yes, Mobacani. You know, Mobacani is a fun punt. I'll say that much. Not for game week 36, but game week 37, they've got a double game week. Uh, home to Man U, home to Watford. Guess who uh, needs goals? Norwich City needs goals. Exactly. And uh, and then away to Everton where they could score like five, right? Because Everton have completely given up on the season. Uh-huh. Uh, so I think, um, yeah, I think Mobacani is a, I mean, I'm sure I wouldn't advocate for him if we weren't such Mobacani like fanatics on this podcast, but uh, he <laughs> uh-huh. is interesting uh, differential. Uh, just looking through um, some of the teams here, uh, I think there is there, there, there is a differential on Chelsea. I'm not sure who it is. I think um, maybe it's Willian. I mean, I know he wouldn't have been a differential 20 weeks ago, but I don't know who still has Willian on their team. Um, you know, he's not that expensive. He's someone you could bring in pretty easily. Pedro. Uh, pa- yeah, Pedro. Yep. Um, I-, I like that Colin uh, brought up Barini because Barini um, gets the short shrift in all these Sunderland discussions. Uh, Big Sam is clearly starting Barini right off of Defoe, and they're trying to link up as best they can. And if Sunderland does have a good attacking game, Barini uh, could get a lot of points out of that. So you hit him on the right day, and that could really work out for you. 
And he's on penalties, I believe. So, yeah, yeah he's an interesting yeah. option. Uh, I mean, you mentioned Troy Deeney earlier. I think that's an interesting differential option uh, for the last few weeks of the season. I yeah. mean, I know I know um, Watford don't have a lot to play for right now, but, I mean, home to Aston Villa and then and then a double game week fixture and then home to Sunderland. Uh, and Sunderland could actually be safe by that last game week. So, um, yeah. So, so the, let's get let's get real. Colin is asking who you're going for. Like these are these are all these are all ideas. These are all solutions. But who are yeah. you going to get, Josh? All right. I okay. My solemn promise: if I have nothing left to play for this season, you've already said uh, you have nothing left to play for. Quit dancing. If I really, if I really don't, though, let's see how game week thirty-seven goes. <laughs> okay. uh, I uh, I will cap. I will bring in and captain Dan Mercy Wimpercani for the final game week. <laughs> I think that's amazing. See, what about what about you? What if you have nothing to play for in Game Week Thirty Eight? If I have do you do anything? Give me your Troy Dini. Troy Dini has been a fantasy player that I have coveted all season. Um, Just for we've talked about it a lot on Always Cheating. He's a fun player to root for. He seems like a really likable guy, and I've never brought him in. And uh, I I think I'd love to give him the armband in Game Week Thirty Eight. All right. Well, let's, just, let's just hope to this celebrate Watford's accomplishments. <laughs> uh, okay, so that ends the podcast. Uh, that was only a, we we got through that in a short three and a half hours. I'm pretty happy with us. That was yeah. You could watch uh, the Two Towers Director's Extended <laughs> Edition in the time it takes you to listen to an episode of Always Cheating, <laughs> uh, which is pretty great. That's a great movie. Yeah. Uh, so uh, all right, we'll we'll talk a lot more next next week's podcast about uh, Game Week 37. It's uh, there's a lot of planning to do still. Uh, I, I'm a little frustrated because I had to burn a transfer. I've actually already made a transfer this week. I had to drop oh, uh, Sacco. Can you, can you tell uh, us yeah, I dropped, you I dropped Sacco for Aaron Cresswell. I'll, I'll go nice. ahead and say it. Okay. Um, just made the most sense over the last. I wanted a double game week player, and I wanted someone who could possibly get a clean sheet in game week 36. So, I mean, the last piece of advice we'll give. This is my question to you: Is it? Is it? Is it? totally crazy to bring in a transfer for game week 36 that is not a double game week player. Given what we just saw in game week 34, I, I suppose not. Um, yeah. You know, it's um, I, I don't know who I I don't know who I'd be thrilled. The, the, I think there are a lot of tricky fixtures this week, though. I don't know if there's anybody I'd be thrilled to bring in who who doesn't have a game week, the double game week 37. Like, is there yeah. is there anything that stands out to you? I mean, uh, you know, Lester are away. Um, I'm, you know, I'm Man very City are away to Southampton. I'm very curious about this Newcastle Crystal Palace game. I mean, Crystal Palace did have a tough, well, tough is putting it strongly, but they had a tough uh, FA Cup match. But Pardew is going to want to destroy Newcastle this weekend. Um, yeah, and, and with, I, I, with, with, with who? <laughs> with Connor, Connor Wickham and uh, Jason uh, Punchin? I don't know. He very well might. It, it could be bum, bum wifey time for my man Jason Punchin. I don't know. Yeah. It's a good two week uh, run for Newcastle. I mean, home to Chris Palace away to Aston Villa. There, there should be some goals, but I, I, the goal scoring has been so spread out on that team. That's the problem. I mean, Sissoko is now scoring goals. I mean, who's going to start? You know, and it's I don't know. Wijnaldum is not a consistent starter right now. It's 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 a tricky one to pick. Yeah, I, I think it's right. So, all right for your for your planning, our advice to you is just gear yourself toward game week thirty seven. That's your last gasp. Uh, that's your last time to make it happen. Yep. Okay. So good luck this week, everybody. Uh, you can find us on uh, iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. Uh, we'd love it if you'd write a review, even if it was like a one-line review. Uh, that'd be fantastic. It's really good for 
uh, search engine optimization. And, uh, yeah. and uh, you know, it makes us feel good if more people listen. So, hey, uh, help, help us get help us Help us feel good. <laughs> we don't make, we're not we we're not, we're not make any, any money. money. We, just, <laughs> we just want to feel good. We yeah, want to the be only loved. satisfaction is you know, comments and, uh, and and listens going up. Uh, you can also uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Hail Cheaters. You can follow us on Facebook. Uh, it's uh, facebook.com slash always cheating. Uh, that's it for me, Brandon. You know, I'm excited. We haven't – it feels like we've gotten an NYCFC, NYCFC match in uh, – it's been about three or four weeks. and uh, has. In four days. Yeah, and we and Poku has been getting some consistent starts under Patrick Vieira finally. So I, I have a good feeling we're gonna we're gonna see a Poku goal uh, yeah, before so we record next. I hope so. So Poku forever is what I yeah. say to you, Brandon. Yeah, Poku forever, Josh. Hail cheaters! Hail cheaters! I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.